Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Taiwana Wilson. I am excited to have you here in our virtual learning laboratory for another awesome mentoring session. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I consider very important, especially if you are a new supervisor, a new manager, and you are trying to juggle getting everything done. You're trying to get acclimated to your new role and you're like, what in the heck have I gotten myself into? So tonight I'm going to give you some practical tips around delegation so that you can delegate like a pro, even if you are a new manager. So why don't you do me a favor and come on in into our virtual learning laboratory. Let me know where you're coming in from. Introduce yourself so that I can welcome you into this awesome podcast. I would love to know where you are from. For those of you who may be tuning in for the very first time, I am Taiwana Wilson and I am in Cincinnati, Ohio. I am a medical laboratory scientist by background with nearly 20 years of experience in progressive leadership roles. And I enjoy training, mentoring the next generation of leaders, especially those new managers, those new leaders, those who are emerging leaders and, and those that have recently transitioned from peer to lead. And so that's why this topic is going to be very beneficial for you today. So come on in. And even if you're watching the replay or listening to this replay, depending on when you get this episode, then please make sure that you put where you're from, who you are, so that I can know a little bit about you and, and I can get and stay connected with you. Also, go ahead and share this podcast out would be awesome so that somebody else is in your network who could benefit from this topic tonight would be able to benefit and get this these tidbits. So, OK, without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into tonight's episode and I'm going to share my screen with you. And feel free if any of this is resonating with you to go ahead and share it in the comments. If you are having any aha moments, let me know. Just drop it in the comments and any questions that you have as I'm going through this. Again, you can drop those in the comments as well. So delegating like a pro, even when you are a new manager. How about that? That's pretty good, right? When you're a new manager, it's like, okay, there's so much to do and I don't even know where to start. And so whether you're in a new position or in need of advice, you're looking to refresh your skills because maybe you are delegating a little bit, but you think you can do a little bit better, then you are in the right place. 
So you probably figure, why bother? Well, if you're stuck in the mindset of, if I want something done, I have to do it myself, then you're likely adding a bunch of unnecessary stress to your plate. And who needs that? When you're in a leadership position, it can be challenging. And we all know it can be very challenging at times to let go of your power and give the work that you've entrusted to somebody else to be able to carry out the task. If this sounds familiar to you, or if this sounds like you, go ahead and drop it in the chat that, that yep, that's me. I don't want to give away my power to somebody else because I don't know if they're going to finish out the task or not. And what this does is it doesn't allow you to get in that practice of letting, uh, letting go and making that priority to be able to delegate of letting that go. So you have to start small and delegate a task that doesn't hold much weight in terms of how the outcome will affect things. So this will give you a great way to get started with just starting out small. And in the grand scheme of things, delegation helps everybody. It really helps everybody grow and learn. So let's put this into context. So if you think about in your household and you think about teaching your child how to wash dishes or take out the trash, and it might seem, at least on the surface, it might seem easier for you just to do the work yourself, right? Given the fact that you've been doing it for so long, you can do it with your eyes closed. You're very familiar with it. But if you can teach your child to wash the dishes, you can spend your child your time actually working on something else in the house, a, a bigger task that needs your attention. Maybe that could be laundry. And by taking the time to guide your child through the ins and outs of something as simple as, of washing dishes, you're not only helping them to build their abilities and skills, but you're also allowing yourself some space to be able to do something else and use your time in a better way. So delegation allows you to focus your attention on some of those high level tasks, thus creating a more functional system for business or even your household. And it empowers the, your kid in that example. It will empower your kid to be able to learn some of those fundamentals. And believe me, if your child learns some of those fundamentals, taking out the trash, doing laundry, doing washing the dishes early on, those are things that they won't forget and things that will stay with them. And it'll be very helpful. That way you may focus on doing the vacuuming or you can focus on doing the budgets for your household or something else. Everything that happens in your household or even in your place of employment does not have to be carried out by you directly. And that doesn't make you a, a bad person because somebody else is doing the task. It really does help everybody grow and learn. And when they succeed, just like I talked about in the previous example, you succeed right? Think about it. Think about a CEO of an organization. Think about Jeff Bezos at Amazon. Are we expecting him to carry out every single thing in the organization, every single task? No. 
there is a whole team of people all around the world that carries out all of those tasks each and every day, but yet he is the face of the company, right? And so when it comes to delegation, it's really expected. And that's a part of the process too, of being able to delegate. And workplace success is kind of, so when you think about that Amazon and you think about workplace success, it is intertwined among staff and each staff member is most successful when they feel empowered. And after all, when they feel empowered, guess what? Then you feel awesome too and you succeed. They succeed, you succeed. And so there was this article and it said that empowerment is a process of enabling or authorizing an individual to think behave, take action, and control work and decision-making about their job in autonomous, independent, self-directed ways. It is a state of feeling self-empowered to take control of your destiny. So while it's your job as the supervisor, manager, team leader, coordinator, or vice president, or whatever your organization may have as the structure, to make the big picture decisions, fostering employee empowerment through involvement will enable your team members to contribute their best effort. Everybody wants to contribute to the end goal and be a part of the larger piece of the pie. So when I think about my background, my background is laboratory medicine, as many of you know. So in the lab, Everybody plays a part. So from the phlebotomist to the processor, to the technologist, to the client service or customer service representative. I mean, everybody plays a part to the sales reps. Everybody has a part to play. And one person can't try to do everybody's role, right? You can't try to do something in everybody's lane. And so that's why it's important for the, the work, the larger vision to be delegated out to those respective areas to be able to contribute at their highest level to be able to achieve some awesome outcomes. And I know you're probably thinking, okay, all of this sounds good, right? It sounds good to delegate, but you got to test the waters. The only way you're going to know and start to get good at this is if you test the water. So if you're new to delegating, it's important to start slow. I, I know it's going to take a little bit of, of time to see what you can actually give to your team. So start slow. When you're delegating, your goal should be to build up both your delegating abilities as well as your employees' ability to take on responsibilities. That is your role as the manager, as the supervisor. You are empowering your team. And so to do this, you know, to test the waters, to get in and just test the waters just a little bit before you, you go full throttle with your delegation, do this with a low priority task. This way, it allows for both you and the employee to test the waters. So that way, they're not feeling like, oh, my goodness, they, my manager gave me this big project and I am just afraid. I just don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to fail. I just don't know what to do. And 
you as the manager, you're like, oh my goodness, I have entrusted them with this super huge project. It is life or is it make or break, life or death? Like this is a big deal. And so start small, you know, so that you can test the waters and you take some of that antsiness away when you start small and test the waters. You give a little bit. So in the lab space, it might be that you have uh, one of your techs do the first review at QC, right? That's something that's low-hanging fruit. It needs to be done. It can give an impact, but it's one of those things where it's not like, oh my goodness, if they don't do it right, if this is it. They're coming to shut down our laboratory. You got to tap the right people too. So here's the thing. People want to delegate, but then you don't know your people. So it's like too often people make a habit of delegating to whoever has the lightest workload and that doesn't always work or whoever happens to be convenient or nearby at the time. And instead of you as the empowered manager, because that's what we want to be, even if we are the new manager, we still want to be the empowered, successful manager. You don't want to fall into this habit of like, okay, I got this big project. I'm going to delegate this piece. Susie Smith is available. I'm going to go ahead and give it to her. And she may not even be the right person. So you want to make sure that you tap into the right person. So don't get into that habit of who's ever available, whoever appears to have time. So instead of falling into that habit, consider who has the significant number of relevant skills for that particular task. Like who is the best fit? Who has the mindset for it? Who has the, the drive, the energy, the go-getter mentality for it? Who has the competencies for that particular task? Another thing to keep in mind is each individual's range of skills, the potential to grow and the individual's goals. So, you know, the person, even if they do have the skills and it's like, okay, it's a, a finance project or task, but maybe that's not their, their goal. Maybe they don't feel passionate about that. So they may not give a hundred percent to that particular task because that's not something that they're interested in. So you want to make sure you're tapping the right people. It's the right fit because that's the way that both people become successful in the particular project. So just keep that in mind, the individual's range of skills, their potential to grow and their goals. So a person might have those skills. And if their eventual goal is to get into management where they would be doing budgets, then maybe that might be a great task for them or a great project for them. As a manager, you have to know, is your team ready? So before delegating tasks, like you don't just, I'm a new manager, I'm the manager, I'm the boss, I'm getting ready to start delegating. No, 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 no. Don't do that. So before delegating tasks, it is crucial 
and I will say that again, <laughs> it is crucial to trust that everyone on your team can take on the responsibility of the task at hand, right? So it is crucial that, that you trust that the people can take on that particular task at hand and can make their own decisions. So they have to be able to make their own decisions and be empowered to make those decisions. Because if they're going to own it and own that particular task, then they need to be able to know that they are ready and they're able to, to be able to make some of those decisions is going to come with that task. So do you think your team is ready? Because I know you have projects and I know you have tasks that you need to delegate, but ask yourself, do you think your team is ready for some of the delegation? And if not, there is some opportunities there. And if they are ready, then awesome. Then you can start testing the waters. You can start small. But here's another thing. Don't fall into the trap of you have one person that's an all-star, that they're eager, they're hungry, they're driven, and now you want to delegate everything to that person because they could get burnt out. If it's like, wow, my all-star and I, and I enjoy doing these extra tasks, but you don't want to get to where you are every time something comes up that needs to be delegated, that you are just delegating it to that one person. So if you think your team is ready, then assign a project to, to your team or team member with every task delegated. Right. Ensure you have complete faith in their ability to be able to complete the task because don't delegate it if you're going to try to micromanage the process. Delegate it. Make sure that they have what they need to be successful. So, you know, some of the things that you need to think about, you know, about the project and, you know, when the project could be due, some of these questions. Uh, when it comes to delegating is, you know, has everybody finished what they were assigned? So that's something to consider when you think about, okay, I'm delegating this to my team. I've given it to the team. Has everybody finished their part? Is the quality up to standard? Because sometimes you give out a project and then it's maybe the, the whole thing is not up to standard. You know, is everything completed? to your satisfaction. So, you know, and if not, there could be some opportunities to revisit. I can remember being earlier in my career and I was working uh, in a toxicology department on the bench. I had no leadership experience. I had, at that point, I had been a technologist for maybe three years or so. And I wanted that opportunity to, to learn and grow because I knew that I wanted to move into a supervisory role. I, I wanted to be a, a director. I had on my career roadmap that I wanted to be a, a, well manager first and then director. But I didn't have any kind of documented leadership experience in the workplace. And luckily, I had a team leader that 
delegated some of her tasks to me. So it gave me an opportunity to be able to train all of our students and all of our new hires in the Department of Toxicology and Special Chemistry. I also got to get ownership. So I would look at inventory and make sure that we had the supplies that we needed. And if we didn't, I would let her know or our inventory person know. I would also look at if there was any reagents that needed to be made in advance and, and tell her. So I was like her set of eyes because she had a huge department that she had testing for. And so if I could take that area, and it was a critical area because it manual methods, if I could take that area off of her plate, one, it allowed her to focus on larger tasks that she needed to focus on. And two, it allowed me to be able to step up and learn some additional advanced duties and to have some of that documented leadership experience in the workplace. And so I'm sure she had to ask herself, is Taiwana ready for this opportunity to be able to just really take over this toxicology department. And she she gave it to me and allowed me to be able to own it. And I would go back to her with updates or questions, but she didn't try to micromanage the process. And for that, I'm very thankful because that was the put me on the road to getting some additional leadership experience. So the, the, the takeaway from that particular story is as a leader, don't be afraid to delegate, but then as an employee, don't be afraid to get some tasks delegated to you. Don't look at it as they're just trying to put their work off on me or anything like that. That really is an opportunity for you to learn and grow. So you have to be able to give the whole task, just like I mentioned with my team leader that was able to give me the whole task. Like, here's everything I need you to do to maintain this area in toxicology. I am going to look at you as the resource. Here's what I need you to do. And she gave me the whole thing. And that was critical. She was able to give it to me. And then that way I could kind of manage that way. It allowed me to prioritize and manage and then get back with her. So to ensure success, especially in this particular area, it's best if you can provide at least or at least explain the task in its entirety to whoever you're going to be delegating to. So don't just be like, here, I need you to do QC review for the month, or I need you to do this budget for the month. You really need to be able to to, to explain to the person so that they understand what it is that they are doing. And that way they can be able to ask any questions before they get in too deep. They can make sure that they understand what is being requested and expected of them. So it's important to give them the whole task and explain what it is that you need them to do and why versus just here, here's this. I need you to take care of QC review or budgets or whatever the case may be. Make sure the person that's tasked with the work understands the overall purpose of the project or the task, the important aspects of it. 
that might require some extra time or effort or additional detail, attention to detail, as well as any background information that can help clarify why the project was put in place in the first place. When your team is aware of the big picture, they work well together and they are more likely to succeed when they understand what's going on. Why are we doing this? I can remember being on a team and we were becoming a system and it was everybody had their own individual way and it, it wasn't a, a wrong way. It was their own individual unique way that was what they did at their organization. And as we came together to be one big system, one big happy family, then we needed to do things in a standardized way and come up with the best practice. And so it was important in that so that people, because people were tied to their way of doing things. They were tied to, you know, their way and thinking their way was probably the best way. And sometimes it was and sometimes it wasn't. But we needed to make sure that everybody was on the same page and they understood uh, what was our larger goal so that that way as tasks was being delegated we need to streamline here we need to standardize here we need to come up with the best practice for here then that way they were able to get involved and with the big picture in mind think about ways to make sure that everybody's way was included and that way we were able to move forward. So if you're not already new managers out there, if you're not already in a practice of providing your team with the big picture, then try it out. You'll definitely get further because there's nothing worse to come in, you the manager, you the supervisor, you the boss, and you just change it. And I'm just changing the schedule. I know you all been doing the schedule the way you've been doing it, but I'm just changing it. And there's no way, no understanding, you know, people don't understand what is going on. So that is important to be able to explain the big picture. Set solid deadlines. That is important. You want to be able to set some solid deadlines. Deadlines must be clearly defined in order to be met. If the project has multiple deadlines, or multiple components, make sure that the team knows exactly when their element of the project is due. So if it's a huge project and it has multiple steps, then make sure that each person or each team knows at what step their particular piece of the project is due. That is going to be very important, setting them deadlines and keeping people in the loop keeping communication. And if you're new to delegating, you're working with a new team, or you're trying this for the very first time, try making a schedule for your team to follow. So you want to use whatever visual way that's going to work for you. You know, some people like Gantt charts, some people like Excel documents, some people just like Word documents, some people put things in OneNote. Some people use a Google Doc, like whatever works for you and your team to keep everybody on the same page, then that's what you will need to do as the project owner, because you don't want to lose control 
if you're the project owner and then you've delegated all of these tasks out or parts of the project, but then you don't keep track of it because that is a way that your project will definitely get derailed. So using that, like I said, those spreadsheets is a good way to keep people on the same page. Some teams also use uh, apps such as Slack or Asana or Trello or, or any of those project management software. So those could work for you as well. We talked about this a little bit, the big picture involving your team and the big picture will ensure that they feel that they are part of the whole initiative. When you feel like you're a part of something, then you stick in there. You wanna see it through. You wanna see it be successful regardless of who's the project leader. And you can't expect for your team to know precisely what you want from them. Like they're not mind readers. You have to be able to clearly communicate what it is that you need them to do and when and what the expectations are. And this is in addition to providing the critical aspects of the project, making a list of everything that you can think of that will help your workers with the project. So that is gonna be helpful for you as you're delegating. You know, so at the beginning, you may be, you know, as you're delegating, you may give a lot more information and like, here's everything. And then your team, as you know your team and learn your team and learn how everybody works, then they'll be able to tell you like, okay, I only need this. Like, I don't need the whole book of instructions. I only need the chapter or I only need the table of contents. And that's good. So you have to be able to, to know your team. That goes back to that knowing your team. An open door, open mind policy. So when leading the team, it is essential for your team so that they can feel that they can approach you when they have any questions or when they have concerns or they just need to bounce ideas off of you. So some things to keep in mind when implementing an open door policy. Yes, you got to have an open door policy. That, that really is the way of a, a great manager is, is having that open door policy. Is if a team member comes into your office with an idea, don't shut it down, at least right away. Listen to the idea. Think about it. Listen to what your team members are saying and, and really, really think about it because it took courage, believe it or not, it took courage for them to be able to come to you with their idea, to be able to communicate it to you. So really listen to what your team member is saying and allow others to be able to build their own path by allowing them to have their voice in the process. So allowing them to be able to communicate with you and be able to share their ideas and recognize strategies that are different from your own that might be brilliant. As I tell my teams, I don't know it all. And there are things that I know that you know a lot more than I do. But together, we are better and we can make something really awesome. And so... I may have a way, but it doesn't mean it's the way that we have to do things. So keep an open mind and an open door as the manager, especially when you're delegating. 
Because that's one of the things. That's the worst thing you can do is you delegate your tasks, your projects, and, and then your team members can't reach you. They, your door is closed. You're never available. They can't ask you questions. They can't come with new ideas. And that will lead them to frustration very, very quickly. And share your picture of success. So if you have certain expectations or a picture of the outcome you are looking for, make sure that you share it. Your expectations shouldn't be a secret. So when you share your expectations, that allows everybody to be successful because it keeps people on the same page. Your employees, and this is, you know, just quite frankly, your employees would rather what you share exactly, uh, they would rather know from you rather than guess it, quite frankly. Because if they have to guess what success looks like for you, then it's going to be difficult for them to hit the mark. And that's not really setting them up for success. So they would rather you share exactly what you're looking for versus them trying to guess. Is this what they meant? Is this what's going to be success? Is this going to make them happy? Is this going to make the project happy? Is it, does it mean I got the project done early, but it's over budget? Is that successful? Like all of those things are considerations. Project check-ins, you got to make sure that you check in. You can't just delegate and run off. <laughs> you got to have project check-ins. And so many leaders have that are doing delegation and, and do it well, they allow free reign over the delegated task or project. So they like delegate it and they let the person own it. And it's awesome. However, this doesn't mean assuming that the work is being accomplished. So meaning that the project you started on October 26th is due November 30th, and you don't check back in with them until November 30th. That don't mean they're getting stuff done. Trust me, I've been there, done that, and it, they wasn't getting stuff done. You know, so new, new, when I was a newer manager, I would delegate. I'm like, oh, I'm delegating. I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm making progress. And I didn't have those check-ins. And then it would come close to the, the deadline. And I'm like, okay, now where are we at with the project? And they're like, yeah, nowhere. So you want to make sure that you set up those project check-ins so that you are in the loop of the progress. And then you could try to figure out if there are, you need to get additional resources if needed, you know, if there is an impact to the to the deadline that is due. But this will keep both of you on the same page and on a cohesive timeline if you have those check-ins. So as you are delegating, remember to build in those solid due dates that you establish for check-ins. And they don't have to be long check-ins, but I would definitely make sure that you have them. For long-term projects, though, you might want to have your, your checkpoints to be in alignment with some milestones or along the way. So like when I have been involved with uh, new instrument installs and typically our vendor would give us a project manager, we might have at the beginning, we might have check-ins every month 
And then they may go to every two weeks and then they may go to every week as the deadline for the or go live for the project gets closer. So that's a good way to keep everybody on task and just to come up with, oh, we need data here. We need water here. We need electrical here and we don't have it. And we have to depend on facilities or IT or something like that. And now there is some potential delays. Remember, as the manager, supervisor, project manager, you are still in charge. It's still your project, even if you delegated it out. So if you see something isn't right, whether it's unfinished work or errors, then step in. Don't let the project kind of go down the wrong path and let the person sink. So if you see that something is, you know, is really going astray or is really getting behind or there are some resources that are needed, then you as the project leader, the manager, the supervisor really needs to step in. If it looks like the project might not finish in time or team members lost focus, you got to step in and, and at that point offer help, offer additional resources but you'll have to step in. Ultimately though, you are still in charge. So whether that's somebody you delegated to and they took on particular tasks for you, you are still in charge of that project. So if something does go wrong and, you're, and you aren't able to finish on time, don't blame your team, you know, put together a plan in order to be able to resolve the roadblocks that maybe have gotten in your way. So don't fall into that trap. New leaders, new supervisors, if you delegated the project and it, you know, somehow or another, it went off of the, the timeline and it doesn't seem like you're going to make it, don't try to throw your team member, your colleague under the bus. That is not the traits of a, a good manager. Because again, you are still in charge of this project or task, even if you delegate it to somebody. And then share your experience. So as part of the project, it's important to share your experience. It's always important, really, in the workplace as managers. You know, if you have an experience that might be relatable to your colleagues, share your experience. So think back to past projects when you were the person being delegated to. So I remember being delegated to, as a technologist, being delegated to the responsibilities of really owning the toxicology department from training to inventory to that. And I remember how I felt. I remember how my team leader, you know, approached me with the project um, and the task that she was asking me to do. I remember her level of support. I remember her being available if I had any questions. So being able to share your experience. And it did allow me to be successful in that particular role because I had a, a great leader that really made sure I understood and had the time and the resources that I needed. And so, yeah, sharing your experience. What did you like about uh, the project or task? How did you like being delegated to? If there's anything that you would have changed. So in that particular instance, there's nothing that I would have changed. It was a great experience. 
I have been delegated to where I didn't get clear directions. I didn't get clear instructions. I wasn't really sure, you know, what was the overall goal. And then the project leader, they were not really great communicators. I really couldn't see the scope of the project. And then they were not available. So when questions came up, they, they were nowhere to be found. So that was not a good experience. So as the manager, it's important for you to be able to share your experience, what you learned, what you could have did better with the people on your team so that they know that you understand you've been on both sides of the delegation fence. When you're delegating a project or task, it is important to identify the measurements or outcomes you use to determine if the project was successfully completed. So take a moment to consider a past project and that wasn't successful. And, you know, what could have been done differently? You know, start from the beginning and determine what could have changed or what would have been appropriate measurable outcomes. Because sometimes when we think about projects, we just think about you know, I got this project, I got a month to complete it, success is completing it on time, but you're over budget, you needed additional staff, you, you know, everything, the resources, you need additional resources. So was that success? So you have to be able to measure those outcomes and measure success so that if you have that task or project in the future, you will know some speed bumps in order to avoid those things or some things going forward. And then successful, successful completion of the task or project delegated. So you may want to foster a means of expressing gratitude or thanks to your team for when the project is over and they have successfully completed it. Positive recognition reinforces the employee's positive self-image and their sense of accomplishment and that they their belief that they were a key contributor. So think about ways that you can reward others for a job well done, especially if they are doing some of these delegated tasks. One of the things that I do as a leader when I have other people on projects and they've been delegated tasks and they do a good job and they have pretty much owned the project, then I make sure that I give them public recognition. You know, anytime there's a senior level leadership, I'll make sure that I give those texts the recognition for their hard work, their hard effort, because they did. They put in the work and people want to be valued and recognized for their efforts. And so that's a way as a manager that you're able to do that, able to give that recognition in public of saying, Jane was the key person that allowed us to have a successful cap inspection in the area of chemistry or hematology or transfusion medicine or whatever the case may be. So that could be huge if you're recognizing them in that if you have the board of directors there, you have the CEO there, and here they're getting this recognition and they are frontline workers. They're like, wow, like you really took the opportunity to be able to recognize me in a room full of influential people. 
So don't miss that opportunity. I've had it happen, you know, several times where I've been in a meeting, I gave a report out and I'm like, such and such was the key leader for this project. And it may be a frontline staff member. It could be one of my uh, technical leaders, but the people are looking at me uh, because I am the, the leader of them all from a technical standpoint, but it is the technical leaders that may be at the certain sites that are really doing the, the hard work. So definitely want to make sure that they are recognized. And as a manager, you'll learn that the more successful your team is, the more successful you will be. And it goes back to knowing your team. A big key to delegating effectively is being in touch with your team. You've got to know your team. You've got to know your people. Because if you don't know your people, you're going to be delegating projects to people that are not equipped to be able to carry out the project. You're going to have some trust issues there. You're going to be tempted to micromanage the process. So knowing your people and getting in touch with your people, knowing who is best suited for certain tasks will go a long way in delegating appropriate work. So that is going to be huge for you. So you might have one employee, for example, who's great at big picture brainstorming ideas. You may have another who does better with detail oriented tasks. You may have one that might do better as being the captain or cheerleader for the team because they know that this project is going to be intense and labor intensive. So really knowing your team and the dynamics that each person could bring and then figuring out who to delegate what to. So knowing what each person can bring to the table is crucial when deciding where and how best to delegate those tasks. So if you are a new manager and you are listening or viewing this particular mentoring session, let me know what has been some of your takeaways so far. Is it that you need to know your team? Is it that you need to do regular check-ins? What is it that you have heard and you're like, okay, I can do that and I am going to, to do that. And then embrace individuality. Not everybody will do it the same way and they're not going to do it your way. So they're not going to complete the task exactly the same way you will. And that's okay. A single task really can be completed in a dozen different ways. And your way may not be the right way for somebody else, right? You may have additional steps that you do. You may have additional checkpoints that you do and they don't have it or, or need it. So be open and embrace the creativity of the person that might be doing the task and ask for feedback about the instructions that you provided to make sure that you were clear in your direction. So that way, as they are doing their task, then that way that they are able to get it completed. And so if circumstances allow, encourage your associates to try new ways of completing the task. And I get it if you are in a regulated environment and you have SOPs, standard operating procedures that you have to follow, you have policies that dictate you need to follow things a certain way, then the creativity may not be there. But when there are certain tasks that does not 
that are not as strict, then make sure that you encourage your employees to be able to get the work uh, completed. So that's a huge thing right there. So tips for success, and I'll leave you uh, with this, a few tips for success that you can take note and you can write these down and follow up with your team for ultimate success. So the first tip that I am going to give you is when you think about it, because it's all about giving you some practical tips, practical strategies that you can go back and implement right away. You want to decide what to delegate. So when you think about all of your projects and as a new manager, there's no shortage of projects. There's no shortage of tasks that you need to get done. You're probably dealing with hiring challenges, reagent and product challenges. You're probably dealing with we got new projects, we got innovation, we're implementing new equipment or implementing new programs. I mean, there's no shortage. So think about everything that you have and what can be delegated out for somebody else. Now, something you need to do because you have the expertise, but there are some things that other people can do. So think about what you can delegate. The second thing is pick the right people for the task at hand. Right people, right task. Because <laughs> if it's not the right person or the right task, then it may not allow for them to be successful. And that's the one thing you don't want to give somebody a task that they can't be successful at. So that goes back to knowing your people so that you're able to give the right people the right task. So that's the second thing. The third thing is communicating clearly. People need to know what are the expectations of the project? When is it due? When is the deadline? What is the purpose? Why are we needing to do this? So that that way they can think outside the box. They can employ some creative strategies if need be to get it done and knowing what success looks like. So communicating clearly, both verbally and in writing. The fourth thing is check in right? Check in, but don't be overbearing to where you're ready to micromanage. So you want to check in, but not over, be overbearing and micromanage. So establish, especially if the, you know that this is maybe a three-month project, think about at what checkpoints do you need to be able to have those check-ins to keep the project going, to keep the person on task, uh, to make sure that you're in the update of progress towards the, the project. So check in. And then the last thing would be share in the rewards and give credit where credit is due, right? So as you are delegating out some of these projects, then make sure that you give credit to the people that are working on this project for you that have done some of the heavy lift as a manager, being able to recognize and give recognition and kudos to somebody that has really gave impact to the team is huge. And that's going to be a quick win for you as a new manager. So those are the five tips that I wanted to give you 
that you can go and start implementing right away. Think about what you have on your to-do list and decide what to delegate. Pick the right people or person for the particular task that you're going to delegate. Communicate clearly. Check in, but don't be overbearing so that you turn into a micromanager and then give credit where credit is due. Share in the reward. Share in the success. So. I would love to hear if you have any additional tips that to add that have contributed to your success. So you can just add those in the comments. If you've had any tips that allow you to be successful would be great. And that's what I have for you for today on this topic of delegating like a pro. Even if you are a new manager, you can delegate and not be overwhelmed with the delegation. So delegation and delegating is a skill just like any other. And it has to be developed. It has you have to grow it so that you get better and better and better over time with it. It's essential for you as the new leader, new manager, to be able to know your own strengths and weaknesses as a leader so that you're able to be a successful delegator. And if you're new to delegating, as we talked about before, don't be discouraged. Like when projects come and they don't work out and maybe you try to delegate it, you know, let, just go back and think, okay, I delegated that project. This didn't really go like I thought it would. So was it, maybe I wasn't clear. Maybe I wasn't clear in my instruction, or maybe I didn't delegate it to the right person. You know, don't give up on the whole idea. Don't get discouraged. Uh, instead, use it as a learning growth opportunity to be able to improve your skills. So that that way that you're able to get better. I've delegated projects out before and it didn't turn out how I thought it would. And so I'm like, OK, so what went wrong here? Was it that I didn't delegate it to the right person? Was it that, you know, I, I, I just go back and I think I'm like, OK, something that I did just was not quite right here. And I just kept working on it so that I could get better and better and better. So I would love to hear from you if you were able to get something out of this mentoring session today. Go ahead and send me a note. You could put it uh, in the comments. Would be awesome. Would love to hear from you. Share this message out if you feel like somebody would benefit from hearing this topic, they are a new manager and they're struggling with delegating and they got all kinds of deadlines that they are missing. This is a great way to get started. I have done a podcast on the Elaborate Topic Topics podcast and it was called Top 10 Delegation Tips for Managers. If you go to directimpactbroadcasting.com, you will be able to hear that podcast to give a few more tips for a new manager who might be struggling with delegation tips. So again, want you to get some practical tips that you can use. 
And we will be back in about three weeks. So this episode actually concluded this season of the Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson Mentoring Lab session. We will be back in three weeks on November the 16th with Dr. Karen Townsend. Super excited to have her in our learning learning laboratory to kick off our new season with you all and some other awesome mentors. But she's going to be talking about making yourself a priority during the holidays. We're approaching the end of the year, approaching the holidays. And it's a time where as leaders, as parents, as mentors, as teachers, coaches, we have not made ourselves a priority. And so please tune in in three weeks, catch up on all the episodes that you have missed over the past three months with awesome tidbits for you to get that practical knowledge and information from. Follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn, Tywana Wilson, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. That's Coach T-T-E-E Wilson. And I would love to be and stay connected with you. And so I do have something uh, uh, something awesome for you. Uh, if you are watching this, my mentor, John Maxwell, will be doing a uh, invite only, right? Invite only live event here in the next couple of weeks. So watch and stay tuned for that, for the invitation that I'll send for you so that you are able to join in on that particular live event. Well, until next time, my friends, I hope you have a super amazing day. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.